to over a couple of drinks with us tonight as always a man who spent the last 13 years making a movie about himself only to realize there was no point and it sucked welcome mr chris birch what is up everybody and i'm here and i wonder to myself how did i how did i get here how did i fall so far smells like balls and yes i do talk to myself when i put on a stage show on Broadway, I'm Bill Henning. We're the hosts of the show. Tonight, we're missing our uh, our man behind the scenes, LB. We hope he's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what are you drinking tonight, Mr. Birch? I'm going simple tonight. I got my good old cup of coffee and my Beatles mug, and I'm quite enjoying it. What do no, you got? I got uh, vanilla caramel tea in my mm. um, Bobby mug. Vanilla ca- Ooh, I like that. Yeah, you like you that? Right there? Sun on the mug. Yeah, yeah, I got my sun on the mug because I'm a father. Uh, vanilla caramel. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. That's what I was drinking in our first cast, and it was really good. Um, so tonight we're going to focus mostly on the Oscars, but mm-hmm. we're going to get some of the news you can use out of the way, because a couple of things dropped since our last cast. Um, so what one do you want to hit first, Mr. Birch? Um, I say we hit the one that uh, I'm feeling, well, well, we'll start with the not-so-great feeling. We'll start with Fantastic Four. Fanta- okay. Um, uh, what, were your, what were your thoughts on that? Well, but- I haven't really been following it much, in t- just in general. I knew it was coming. We all knew that, you know, it was happening, and a lot of people were upset about it for whatever reasons. And I I, I don't hate it. I'll say that. I, I saw the trailer, <laughs> and it. I do not hate it. I am going to def- – I didn't think I was going to go see it because I was just wasn't super excited about it. But now I'm like, okay, I will probably see this movie. It looks interesting at least. It's something different. Um. I'm a little afraid it's just going to turn into Chronicle 2, but... Well, um, my my thought was, uh, if I didn't know it was Fantastic Four, I'd say to myself, wow, this is a fantastic new idea of yes. a movie, and I felt like they taped Fantastic Four to it. I mean, the idea mm-hmm. that these people are, what, transported to another dimension, and it's kind of a harsh environment, and they come back, and it's kind of a little bit out of control, that sounds fun. That sounds up my alley, since I'm on this, like... This yeah, unknown, and I, you know, science fiction list. I mean, when you were over last, we watched Snowpiercer, and that was original was up the wazoo. And, and this... I love the fact the the idea that he was talking about in one of these interviews about how they they can't control their powers for a pretty good portion of the movie. I think um, that's neat. That's that is neat. Yeah. Um, it just. But yeah, my other problem is like everyone seems too young. I okay. Mean, yeah, Miles Teller, real good actor. We'll get to that later with Whiplash. But um, Miles Teller, he looks like he's you know fifteen years old, and yeah, I feel like Reed Richards. I mean, Reed, Reed Richards is supposed to be older. Same with Ben with Ben Grimm. They're supposed to be the older kind of authority figures that butt heads because they're supposed to. That was a dynamic. But I mean, I'm not gonna pass too much judgment on it because it could still be good. I just feel like it shouldn't be a Fantastic Four film. <laughs> if it. Yeah, if it wasn't Fantastic Four, I'd probably be like, this looks really kick-ass. But now that, since it is, I'm like, okay, it doesn't look bad, but, I mean, it's not like, woo, this looks super awesome yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I... Yeah. Oh, I'm also curious about Doctor Doom, which we did not see in the trailer. I think we I don't might think have. Did. did we? Maybe I, maybe I missed him. I just, I just rewatched it, and there was a scene where someone's going down the hallway wrecking people, and is stopped by the invisible woman's force field. And I'm like, is that Dr. Doom? That could also be the body that, uh, oh, that might've been, that is on the floor. It says, you know, what's coming, something, something. I don't know. 
So, yeah, I mean, it did the best thing it could for itself and make me intrigued on it. It was a smart trailer. It didn't show me too much. It wasn't trying to be like, look at how superhero movie this is. It went kind of the opposite way. So, And, And I think that's good. I think that's good. Uh, the other trailer that dropped was Daredevil for the Netflix oh, TV show. God. Um, I'm. What are your thoughts? I like everything about it. I just wish the guy playing Daredevil had a little bit more of a gruffer voice. He sounds a little too clean in his voice, but that could be easily cleaned up really easily when he starts kicking ass and taking names because that looks yes. brutal. Um. I, I, it's funny you say that first, because, like, when he started narrating, it, it seemed like it was a fan-made trailer, almost. Like, it didn't, yeah. it, it kind of did. Like, the voice, it, it's not bad, but it's definitely not what I was expecting. No, um, I got the same vibe of, um, what was that fan trailer, Fight the Foot, for the Turtles? Oh, yeah. That was a yeah, great yeah. trailer, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I liked everything, and I gotta look up the guy's name real quick, so you take it real quick. Yep. Um, yeah, it, uh, I, I'm, I, I didn't read... The, the issues with the black costume, Daredevil. Oh, so I'm funny. not. Yeah, that's what I hear. I'm not used to it, but I'm I'm in, I'm embracing it. It looks good. I mean, I know that a lot of people are upset because the red costume's not there, but they said the red costume's coming later, and I feel yeah. like it's cool to try something you know visually different. And so I'm not gonna lie. One thing that I'm really excited about is Vincent the. Def- I'm oh my god, as Kingpin. Yeah, the, I I I'm really when I'm really bad with names, I just go to the first thing I saw them in. So mm-hmm. for him, he's uh he's Edgar from Men in Black. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm sorry, but like what I'm excited about is that someone told me that we might be seeing him building into the Kingpin and not the Kingpin right away. And like I would enjoy that. Like him and his, I think one of the backstory they're going with is that his wife is in a coma and he's doing everything he can to to make sure he's okay, and that's how he becomes sort of corrupt. And I'm oh my like, God, please, yes. And I and I said to him, and and we promise we'll get on the Oscars real soon. Is um. What if that would be so cool if he, that is an overarc in all of the Netflix TV shows? That it's him building up to being the Kingpin. So he's not the Kingpin at the end of Daredevil. And then Luke Cage, he's still becoming the Kingpin. And finally, mm-hmm. uh, after Iron Fist and a.k.a. Uh, oh, shit. What's in? Uh, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. I almost said January Jones, and I knew that was wrong. Um, <laughs> at the end of that, and he becomes the all-powerful Kingpin for the defenders and he's the main villain for the defenders. Mm-hmm. They could make that so good. Yes. And I would, I would really enjoy daredevil having to deal with this guy who's doing things that are not, you know, he's, he's, a, he's so against it. He's fighting this. He's trying to clean up his city, but the guy's doing it for his wife. And that's, I mean, it's, it's an interesting kind of Mr. Freeze thing there, but yeah. And I remember in the issues of, uh, I read what did I read ultimate, and um, when Ultimate Daredevil was around, that was what the Kingpin was was doing. His wife was in a coma, and um, yes, I would love to see. This is what's kind of needs. This is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and this looks very different. I know that a lot of times nowadays people are like, "Yeah, let's get let's make it dark and realistic and gritty." I don't think it works all the time, but in Daredevil, yes, and yes. I think it's this is a great feel for for the show, and it's a great intro for this these Netflix series, which I will definitely be watching. Uh. And that's Charlie Cox playing, playing, playing him. I didn't yes, know. Yes, it is. And that's uh, he. Oh wow, wow. I'm so I'm a little shocked. I'm sorry. I didn't really quite realize who, it was him. You know, mm-hmm. that's exciting. Because uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I just recently, a couple of years ago, yes, recently, a couple of years ago, yes, that's how it works. Watched Stardust. Anyway. Okay. And I I loved Stardust. It was fantastic. It was everything I needed it to be. 
and I'm excited to see him in that. And Michael Col- Colder, Coulter is playing Luke Cage, and then Kristen Ritter is playing uh, uh, Jessica Jones. That's what. And they cast before. Iron Fist yet? No, not, they not cast yet. Him. I'm I'm excited to see what it is, and apparently Luke Cage is going to be in uh, Jessica Jones for a chunk of time, according to IMDb. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm I like I like this. I I hope. Yep. I just hope it, it this builds into the movies as well. It needs to. Yeah. It needs to swing both ways. Yes. 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 Okay. So the last thing we want to talk about before we get to the Oscars is the uh, the cast dropped for Ghostbusters, the remake. Well, if you can't tell from our tone of voice, we're not exactly thrilled. Um, Bill, you want to take this one? I know that you have. Pretty strong feelings about this. It's it. I don't have anything against the ladies. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's and I don't have a problem with the females, but Ghostbusters. My problem is, why do we need a reboot? Okay, I just reboots in my mind are for movies that either failed miserably or didn't age well. You mm-hmm. look in two undisputed best remakes of all time are The Fly and The Thing. The Fly with Jeff Goldblum took the this B-movie horror film into a different direction of body horror, and it was grotesque, and it was everything you needed to be as you see a brilliant mind slowly devolve into a human-fly hybrid horror film, and it was awesome. The Thing was also a drive-in horror film. Mm-hmm. B-movie, really, the, it was actually called The Thing from Outer Space. It was not so great. John Carpenter takes it, makes it this... Easily one of my favorite horror films of all time, near the top, if not number one, and it did something with it. This doesn't look like it's going to do anything. So why are you making it a reboot? Why don't you just make it a sequel? Why don't you have you know the people who want to come back come back and them aging and they can't keep doing it? So Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy and Kate McKinnon and Lisa uh, Leslie Jones kind of take it up and like you have Bill Murray answering the phones and. You know, uh, Ernie Hudson fixing up the car, and you know, even uh, if it's a and, little and Dan, cameo from them, yeah, I know, and, like and Dan Aykroyd, like being the oh, this is this type of ghost, like over the radio. That would be a good way of like passing the torch and making them so you can phase them out later. You know? Yeah, I think they were afraid, a little afraid, with there being some awkwardness because we all, you know, there's not four of them anymore, and they were afraid of like how to touch that. But at the same time, touch it, it blanks. No, you don't have to. <laughs> I mean, it's like we we all know we all know what happened, and and, and it's terrible, and we miss him, and it's it just, is. It's just don't shy away from it, you know. Make it so that you know they kind of want to get out of it because of, you know, uh, stance passing away. You know. Yeah, do, they do could. That. I mean, it's it's the same kind of thing as like. I mean, if if they were to be in the movie, which is still a good idea. I would. I wouldn't want them to just ignore it because then it's uncomfortable. Then it's like Dark Knight Rises, not even mentioning the Joker. Yeah. Um, which didn't make any sense. But uh, it, it's it's almost more respectful if it were to if they were to be in it, and you could have kind of a you know we know this is where we started, this is where we're going, and it's a respectful thing. Like we lost him, and this is kind of why we're hanging up our our you know our coats. And, yeah. Yeah. And just to have it like we're too old to do this. Here, girls, mm-hmm. take over. Like make one of them. A cousin or something, you know? Yeah, or, and then it's daughter. interesting. Then I'm like, okay, this is a continuing story. But like we said in our first podcast, uh, a lot of times you take, I mean, you want to reboot because a franchise is, like you said, dying out. And I don't know that Ghostbusters has really died out so much that we need to, like, 
start over. Yeah. <laughs> Without to mention the cast, just two of them seem super safe. Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy. I just, if if you don't have the proper direction for Melissa McCarthy, it could be really bad. And Kristen yeah. Wiig is just a little too safe for me. For oh, I know exactly what I'm going to get from Kristen Wiig. Yeah. And it's not bad, but it's going to be very, like you said, safe. And yeah, it's just safe. And the other two are SNL cast members, right? Or something like that? Uh, that sounds right. And let's face it, uh, SNL hasn't been that good in ages. So I have little hope not for that. I deny that. I just, <laughs> I don't know. It's not what I wanted, uh, but then again, I'm not going to get what I want, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just kind of disappointing. But that's why we're here, to talk about those things. Yeah, yeah we're not. So. I'll, I'll give it its fair due, it just right now, I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. So you want to jump right into the Oscars? Let's do it. I'm going to pull up my list right now. Okay. Where do you want to start? You want to start like the Oscars and we'll go from the bottom and work our way up? Uh, Yeah, let's do that. I like that. Okay. So, so uh, I'm going to give you three and you pick one. Okay. And, and we're, we're going to tell you right now, we haven't seen all these movies. Yeah, we, I, we, I know that we I know we probably should have, but I mean, I, I've only seen like two, but... I, I've, at I've the seen... same time, I'm a, I'm a, I'm familiar with the movies. I'm familiar with the actors, and I mean, I feel like we can still <laughs> give I, our take on this. I've seen two other ones, so grand total, we've seen four of the big ones. Okay. but we just that's half. That's half. Right. We we ran out of time, and but let's face it, we're poor. Um, so <laughs> do you want to start with yeah. visual effects, writing, or uh, writing adapted screenplay, or writing original screenplay? Oh, um. Let's do, where is it? Uh, I say let's do adapted first. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, I know that a lot of people were kind of bummed out that Gone Girl didn't get on this, but I I thought Gone Girl was kind of not the best adapted screenplay. I don't know. Did you see it? No, I didn't. I uh, I had a chance. Good to movie. See it. I had a chance to see it with my wife on our anniversary, and then decided not to see a movie about a man possibly murdering his wife. I know the rest, but it's going to be spoiler free. Yep. Probably the best choice. Yeah. Um, so I just it didn't seem right, so we didn't see it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so so we have American Sniper, uh, The Imitation Game, Inherent Vice, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. Whiplash is adapted. Apparently. I don't, hang on a minute. I'm look that up. <laughs> okay. Whip, I just saw. Uh, I just saw Whiplash last night, and I was in love with it. We'll talk about that in a sec. But yeah. I did not know it was about it. Okay. Um, American Sniper. You know, take her to leave it. Based off of a, you know, true story and based off the book. Yeah, yeah, books mm-hmm. and everything. And then Imitation Game is you know history. Inherent Vice is a book, and from what I can tell from everybody I saw who saw it was that it's. It's well done, but the story itself kind of gets muddled and lost inside of itself. And that might shine badly on it because it's, you know, writing. Mm-hmm. It, but, I mean, at the same time, that's what they were going for. But, at the same, you know, it just doesn't... I, I from what, Someone said it was like they were trying too hard to be the next Big Lebowski where nothing really happens and everybody thinks they know what's going on but doesn't, but kind of just doesn't pull it off to a T. Mm. That's what I heard... I haven't seen it. I will not pass judgment on it. The theory that of, sounds similar to what I've heard as well. The theory yeah. of everything. I mean, it's the story of Stephen Hawking and how he slowly becomes the Stephen Hawking we know today. Um, and then Whiplash. Wow, this you know what, with Whiplash? Okay, so I, I read this earlier today. I didn't know this would count. Um, apparently it was a surprise that it was put in for adapted screenplay because it was actually what happened was in order to get the funding to make the movie, 
the director created a short film of the same name oh. that took a scene from the movie, and they put that out and said, this is a scene as a short film from the movie we want to make. Can we get some funding? And they had J.K. Simmons in it. And then they got funding, and then they made the whole movie. So because of that, they're counting it as adapted. That, that happened for... Um, I'm looking at it right now, but I know they did that for Cash Back, which was a, a weird little movie where they made a short and won a bunch of awards, and then they, that's how they made it into... Oh, actually, it was nominated for the Academy Awards in 2006 for a short film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how they kind of made it the big one. So that's not that's nothing new. That's kind of cool, though. Okay. Yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, and and uh, just so everybody knows, we will probably do another little short cast when we watch more of these before the Oscars come out. Since we're yeah, so which smart. I'm aim- I'm aiming to do at least get like two or three more in before then. I mean, we got two weeks. Yeah, so we'll we'll just kind of do it like you know you do an Oscar party, you, you take bets on who's gonna win. So who do you think is gonna win adapted screenplay? Uh, you know it's it's probably gonna be. Either American Sniper or maybe I can see Theory winning. Um, what do you think? I'm gonna go with the theory of everything. Yeah, just cause I haven't seen Whiplash yet, so I'm sorry. Yeah, I want to. I've heard just recently from you and three other friends that it's amazing. So yes, and uh, I've um, let's go to uh, original original screenplay. So we have Birdman. Or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. God, Boy- that's a good subtitle. It's a great subtitle. Boyhood, Foxcatcher, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Nightcrawler. Mm. Um, mm. Okay, yeah. I'm going to say right now, Nightcrawler got snuffed, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm hoping it just wins as much as it can. All right, continue. Um, so this actually has the movies I've seen. I've saw, I saw Nightcrawler. I didn't count it because it wasn't one of the big ones. Uh my wife and I just uh, two weeks ago or so saw the Grand Budapest Hotel. I watched mm-hmm. half of Boyhood, and I saw Birdman. I wanted to see Foxcatcher, but ran out of time. So, yep. uh, for original screenplay, it's it's either to the two that I've seen that, that I I'm counting as the Budapest Hotel or Birdman, because I'm sorry, I, Boyhood yeah. was a waste of time, waste of thirteen years, and a waste of everything. Um, Birdman was highly original and unique, but at the same time, I felt like it started feeding in on itself too much. There's a show going, they're they're doing a show that reflects back on the story, which reflects back on a lot of things, and it gets a little heavy, heavy handed at times. So I'm going to go with the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Because it, I mean, it's a Wes Anderson film. Okay. It's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. And it, it it it's 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 very smooth. My only complaint with it is that it kind of abruptly ends at the end. But that's not the uh-huh. writing's problem. It that's the story. It's I it's very smart, it's very quippy. Uh the writing is you know, is great and it's executed perfectly by Ray Fiennes. Uh, yep. I'm gonna go with the Grand Budapest. Um I believe that uh the reason Boyhood wouldn't win I know that some people could, would argue for Boyhood to win, is because the strength of Boyhood didn't come from its script. <laughs> it yeah. uh, it came from its unique way of filming, and that's most of what it had to go for it. Which wasn't even um, unique. <laughs> which, by the way, everyone has been done before. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm sorry, you want unique filming, you see Birdman. <laughs> okay, but we'll yes, get into that so. later. Mm-hmm. Oh, we will. Oh, visual effects. Okay, so visual effects, aka where the comic books, movies, unless go, unless always you, drop in. Uh, unless, and we got unless you're three uh, out of five. 
unless you're uh someone dies and then you get you know the, uh, the best supporting actor Ooh, salt controversy yeah so we have um, captain america the winter soldier dawn of the planet of the apes guardians of the galaxy interstellar and x-men days of future past i have seen all except interstellar i was gonna say i've seen all except for interstellar and planet which i should see um i've heard it's great well here's uh, here's the thing with visual effects it's not just cg okay mm-hmm. i feel like maybe dawn will take it because that's the only way they're giving andy circus oscars kind of thing yeah that's that's very upsetting too by the way it it is cuz the man deserves you know far more than just his visual effects stuff yeah but... um interstellar though i didn't see i've seen pictures is very it looks yeah stunning frankly um, but, a little surprised X Men's on there. I mean, it it uh, it was it was good, but in yeah. terms of visual stuff, I mean, there was the Sentinels. But other than that, it was, like... it was nothing special in my mind. The the past Sentinels, the big purple ones, looked very out of place and wonky. Mm-hmm. It, I, that one, that one's not gonna win. But then you no. have then you have Guardians, which we have soft spots for because we both love that movie. We, um, we both love that movie, but I mean. You think about visual effects, and that movie is nothing but a visual effect masterpiece kind of thing, with mm-hmm. Rocket and Groot holding up against real actors and still getting the feels, with the environments, with the props. You know, I mean, there's a there's a lot to it, including makeup, and I mean, those all fall fall under visual effects. But then yes. at the same time, you have Captain America. Visual effects there are like you know you can count the props, the fight scenes, the CG. I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm gonna pick Guardians because I have a soft spot, but I feel Dawn of the Planet of the Apes will win. Yeah, I, I'll throw into Guardians as well, but I also feel like it'll probably go to something like Dawn. Especially Dawn's not on there very much for any many movies, so no. that might they might be. Yeah. Considering that, not sure how the Academy works, but yeah. Um, let me see. So we're going to sound mixing. Take it away. All right, we got uh, American Sniper, we have Birdman, Interstellar, Unbroken, there's the one we haven't seen yet, and Whiplash. Um, coming from a guy who saw Whiplash last night, the sound is incredible, mostly because it's a movie about music, specifically drums. And the way that they incorporated the sound and the music and all the effects and such, it's it's really, really well done. I don't, I mean, I think I feel like... Um, Having not seen Interstellar, I know that's probably going to be a big... I understand the sound editing for that was really great as well. But, um, huh. yeah. I, I just looked up to look at music, and I'm kind of shocked that uh, Birdman didn't make it on there. Because Birdman, again, is shot like one continuous shot, but mm-hmm. is uh, the the music is a guy on drums. Just a guy on drums doing like like what you'd consider jazz riffing. Mm-hmm. And for it to only be on sound mixing, I'm gonna go with that one because, yeah, 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 because again, uh, it's something. It was unique for the mixing to ha- kind of have this guy just drumming away, and who's occasionally in the scenes too. It's kind of cool, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Sound mixing, such a weird topic. Yeah, it's what falls under that. I'm not exactly sure. No, no, I'm I changing. Mean, is it. We're, it? We're gonna double up. We're gonna go Whiplash because why not? Because it's, cool. it's a movie about music. Come on, it yeah. It's 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 hard not to put that in there and say yeah. Um, sound editing, which is apparently a little bit different. Um, we got American Sniper again. 
We have Birdman again. Okay. We have Interstellar again. We have Unbroken again. And we have, instead of Whiplash, we have The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. No. <laughs> if that movie cannot win anything, that'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> I do. Sound editing. Again, I'm not a sound editor. If LB was here, he would he would tell us that Which is, I'd almost love to do a little, um, later on, maybe we can throw him into a post-podcast podcast about the sound stuff, because... <laughs> We don't I'd love know. to hear his thoughts. How, how <laughs> stupid we are. Because <laughs> we're just not, we're, I'm a little bit confused. It's about like, I mean, these things got to be pretty damn similar, seeing as <laughs> the same four out of five movies got nominated for both. So it's like, it's, <laughs> I'm going Birdman. Yeah. Cool, Birdman, because Birdman's good. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so you want to hear uneducated? We're going a short <laughs> film, live action. AKA, Aya, aka the the random ones that nobody knows about. Aya, Boogaloo and Graham, Butterlamp, also subtitled La Lamp al Bure de Yak, Parvena, and The Phone Call. Let me just tell you. I'm going to go with The Phone Call because it's <laughs> English and I, I don't know what the others mean. But let me tell you, The Phone Call is the best short film of my life. Okay? Oh, you saw it? I no, didn't see I, any, I didn't I see any of them. I'm lying. <laughs> we don't know anything. I'm going to go with The Phone Call because. It's simple to read. Yep. I don't know how to pronounce most of these. Even Butterlamp, because they have some kind of French afterwards. We uh, are ignorant. What? Yep. <laughs> Hope we're not getting paid for this. What's up? What's up? Uh, Let's go short film animated while we're at it. Okay. Did I see any of these? The, nope. The Bigger Picture, <laughs> The Dam Keeper, Feast, Me and My Molten, I don't know, and A Single Life. Um... Patrick Osborne sounds like a cool guy, so I'm going to go with Feast. I'm going to go with the damn keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving um, on. <laughs> and for the record, maybe I'll check out some of these. I, You know what? It would be cool. This is like a little bit of a, a segue to something else. But I think it would be great if like the Oscar noms were all like streamed online, like available like for the oh, couple yeah. of weeks before the Oscars. That'd be great if they just did that. That'd be great. Okay, um, so, so let's try to get these two real quick uh, before okay. we have to go on break. Production design, the Grand Budapest Hotel, the Imitation Game, Interstellar, Into the Woods. <laughs> we'll get to that on a different podcast. And Mr. Turner, now Mr. Birch, you've seen Into the Woods three times. Yeah, that's that's a story. Is, is it going to win uh, production design? It's Well, Interstellar's on there. <laughs> and Interstellar might steal all the technical stuff. So I, I'd say... If there's anything Into the Woods would possibly win, it's this one. Um, or costume design, probably. Or is that on there? I, I that don't might know. Be I, that's up higher. We haven't gotten that far. Yeah, well, that's up higher. We're ignorant. <laughs> um, we're really ignorant. Um, it, God, I got to see the invitation game. I um, do, too. I, that, was yeah. a, that was one of my biggest regrets of going into this Oscar cast without seeing it. But I, I, I'd probably give it to either Into the Woods or Interstellar. Um, I'm gonna go with the Grand Budapest Hotel because some of those sets and and like background shots are actual miniatures. They are yes, they're gorgeous. The hotel itself is is great. Um, so. music. Oh, I know my that's, pick already. That's weird. There's only there's only one on here, and it's called Everything Is Awesome. That's funny. That's it's weird. I guess I mean, it wins. I guess it wins. I feel really bad <laughs> for Glory from Selma and. Grateful from Beyond the Lights, and I'm not gonna miss you from Grand Campbell. I'll be me and Lost Stars from Begin Again because they didn't get nominated. It's apparently just gonna go to <laughs> everything is awesome because that's what we call justice. 
No, there. Oh God, we're gonna get sued because Selma's gonna get because you just said justice and it's not gonna go to Selma. Oh my God. Oh, okay, that's not what I meant. Everybody watching this thing. <laughs> we're gonna go on break and try to cover up our problems. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Don't sue us. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Chris Birch, and with me, of course, is... Bill Henning. All right. So we talked to our lawyers, and they've said that if we want to avoid being fucked, we should probably be a little bit more careful. Um, so we're going to continue to forge on through our ignorance. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so Oscar next Kaz. up... <laughs> Welcome to Oscar Kaz. First um, and last one of this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's true. Um, oh, so no. let's make this one count. Um... So we have music, original score. I do love, I'm a real sucker for movie scores, so I'm a little upset that I haven't seen more of these. <laughs> um, we've got The Grand Budapest Hotel, we have The Imitation Game, we have Interstellar, Mr. Turner, and The Theory of Everything. Um, I, I've only seen Budapest. Uh, I've only seen Budapest, I, but my friend was over today and let me listen to a lot of Interstellar, and it doesn't sound a thing like Hans Zimmerman. That's kind of good, I guess, because he's kind of turned into the same thing. I love Hans Zimmer, but it's yeah. it's turned into. I I can tell when it's him, you and didn't know. Yeah, that means the movie's more about it being him than the actual like like music. So that's that's good that 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 isn't like that. Um, <laughs> oh, Alexander Desplat is on there for two movies, so he's got a good shot. He um, might be walking away with an Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> just be walking away with his Oscar to put up on his shelf. Um, Makeup. Yeah, and I. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I jumped. Oh, in. I was gonna say my 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 pick's probably uh, Interstellar because Hans Zimmer's generally good. Yeah, so. he's generally good. Doesn't sound like him, and I don't remember a single song from Grand Budapest Hotel. Woo. Yep, we're nope. good at this game. Oh no! All right, makeup <laughs> and hairstyling. Uh, Foxcatcher, the Grand Budapest oh. Hotel, and Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm really torn right now because if it if Fox, I mean, well, maybe I'm not because Foxcatcher. It the only really exceptional makeup is Steve Carell's. Um, yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like him. He just doesn't look like him, which is what the point was. Um, but then you got Guardians, which is, I mean, kind of, a, it's a makeup hairstyle fest. So yeah, um, I'm gonna give it to Guardians. Yeah, I'll I give mean, it to Guardians I mean, too. I mean, I'm looking back and I'm thinking about all the stuff in Grand Budapest Hotel. There's a lot of good makeup. There's a lot of good hairstyling in it. Um, I I wouldn't be shocked if it wins, but I'm gonna go with just the sheer. Uh, care done in Guardians. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like because it, it's it was it was a labor of love in, yeah. in Guardians. It's, I'm not going to be surprised if it doesn't win because I mean, remember this is the Academy and Hellboy two didn't win this category. Okay, <laughs> you just remember that everybody. And if you're going, oh, I uh, never saw Hellboy two, then I should kill you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Guardians just because I mean, you think about Drax, you think about Gamora, you think about Ronan, you think about uh, you know. Uh, uh, the collector. There's there's a lot of care in there. All the extra, you know, aliens that were actual people. Too much care. Too much care. Yeah. Uh, Yandu. I mean, Blue Moon. Oh, he was good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's makeup and hairstyling. That yeah. movie is ninety nine percent makeup and hairstyling. Makeup and hairstyling, and it was done well. So it's like it, it it's a, it's got my pick. Yeah, ninety nine percent makeup and hairstyling, one percent CGI. Okay. Yeah. Good. Moving on. <laughs> Ignorance. Oh, speaking of ignorance, um, <laughs> you got foreign language one. film. 
Okay, everybody. Uh, we got Ida, which may or may not be Ida, which is from Poland. <laughs> we have Leviathan, which I've heard of. I've heard which of is from Russia. Yeah. Um, we've got Tangerines, which Tangerine. is from es- Estonia, <laughs> and it's just the size of a tangerine. <laughs> this kid um, gave me a tangerine, the size, <laughs> the size of, of a tangerine. tangerine. I would watch that movie if it was simply Michael Caine talking about tangerines. tangerines in a foreign language, tangerine. Estonian. Um, Timbuktu from Mauritania. Uh, and if we have any Mauritanian listeners, uh, I apologize if I just destroyed the name of your country. Um, <laughs> and we have Wild Tales from Argentina. I'm going to go with Leviathan because I've I like heard Leviathan. of it before. <laughs> That's basically how it goes if you go to an Oscar party, too. A lot of these are just, I don't know. Well, it's like, I, okay, let's jump to this one. Um, I don't know, film editing. I don't really know the process that goes into film editing, so I'm not really sure who did the best job, but I, I guess I can judge based on what it looked like. So here we go. We got American Sniper. We got Boyhood. We got The Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, and Whiplash. Um, I picked Birdman. <laughs> Birdman should win anyway. You know, it's not. It's it's a movie that's made to it, look like one that, continuous wait, 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 shot. Wait, 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 wait. Why isn't that nominated for this? I don't know. Maybe it didn't do enough editing since they were all long takes. Oh, maybe that's it. Oh, that's, that's like, oh, it's 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 in cinematography. That's, that's, that's probably. probably. I don't know. So what? It's probably gonna be. It's probably gonna be Boyhood, but I'd like to think it won't be. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember anything good in film editing and boyhood. It was just a movie. It's just a movie that took 13 years to make, and nothing happens in it. It's a movie. It's not even oh, a you know what? movie. Fuck it. I'm going Whiplash. Because um, Whiplash had some awesome shots, like some really awesome shots, uh, that like cut back and forth in between like different things entirely, and it looked like it was, the way it was, it worked. you had to see it, but it worked really well. So I'm going to go with Whiplash as well since Birdman's not on here, even though yep, I've yep. never seen it. I don't care. I don't remember any... Grand film editing in, in Grand Budapest. Sorry. No, me either. There was that part when the guy fell off the cliff, which is pretty funny. But um, oh, You mean Willem Dafoe? My God. Oh, yeah, that was him. Yeah. I mean, there are some cool shots, but I don't call that film editing. That's cinematography, you know? Like, no, that's right. The long shot of them walking down the ladder, that was kind of cool, but that's not film editing. Uh-huh. So let's get into more ignorance. Documentary, short subject. Crisis oh, Hotline, Veterans Press 1. Okay, Joanna, our cruise, the Reaper, La Parca, and White Earth. Oh, that was our curse, not not our cruise. That's I can't read. Ignorance. It's fine. <laughs> we're just we're just diving right into it. Today. Believe it or not, uh, I graduated from college without being able. To read. <laughs> so really, kids, you can do anything you want. Yeah. If you you can even get through college without without reading nothing. Um. um our curse sounds kind of cool, actually. I I, I think I'm. Or the Reaper actually sounds even better. I'm gonna go with Crisis Hotline Veterans Press One because touchy subject. Yep, we're just judging books by covers. So, um, you want to take documentary feature? Not really. <laughs> All right, <laughs> documentary feature. Citizen Four, but it's one word, so it's clever. Citizen Four. Uh, <laughs> you got to say it that way too. Citizen Four. If it wins, they have to say it like that. Yeah. Uh, Finding Vivian Meyer. Last days in Vietnam. Salt of the Earth. And Verunga. I don't even know. Uh, I like Citizen Four. Citizen Four. Because it's the one word. God, we're uh, um, Hopefully, this is, 
Hopefully, the next couple of topics will will fill more time. Like so, oh, okay. Yes, we we can we we can cover these ones really well. All right. So you want to let's start from the other direction. Let's go cinematography. Cinnamon. Cinematography. Cinematography. Yeah. Words. Good stuff. Good. Uh, uh, Birdman, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Ida or Ida or Idris. Idris Elba. Elba. Okay, Idris Elba, the movie. <laughs> Mr. Turner and Unbroken. Um, Not because it's the only two I saw, but I, I am actually generally thinking between Birdman and Grand Budapest. Uh, well, I think the awesome thing about Birdman is, I mean, that shot. it was looked like one shot. Yeah, that, uh, that's, that goes... That's unique enough for it to win. At the same time, care and effort that was put in the Grand Budapest Hotel kind of makes it hard for me to pick. Yeah. Mm, I'll give it to Birdman because it's so unique, but yes. understanding that Budapest is like right behind it. Yeah, I can see that. Again, blew me away when I was watching Birdman. I was going, is it going to cut? It's not going to cut. <laughs> is, are they going to do it? No, they don't. That's pretty awesome. Uh... You want to take costume design? Sir? Sure. Costume design. We have the Grand Budapest Hotel, Inherent Vice, Into the Woods, Maleficent. What are no, you doing here? Go away. I didn't know you got nominated. Good for you, Maleficent. You should put that up on your fridge. Um, and we have win, Mr. But... Turner. <laughs> well, he's not gonna win. Better not win shit. Um, um if hmm. Into the Woods is gonna win anything. It's probably being here. Yeah, I, I'd say the costumes were pretty. I mean, they weren't like super colorful or super extravagant, but they looked good. I mean, it was a good-looking movie, so... Um, I guess. I'm going to go Grand yeah. Budapest Hotel because I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is very fair. Um. So, you want to take directing? I guess. We're getting into some big ones now. Birdman, Boyhood, Foxcatcher, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and The Imitation Game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. Is now the time we drop the Boyhood bomb? Or do you want to wait till Best Picture? Um, I was. Uh, let's let like let's wait till Best Picture. Um, because then we can kind of sum up everything we've been talking about in each of those. So, um, but if you could, you'd, you'd like you can give us a, a taste of the bomb. It, like it's just spring. again, I've, I've already had it. Where it's just like this movie took thirteen years and nothing happens. It's nothing remarkable to me, other than it took thirteen years and I'm sick and tired of hearing it. Okay. <laughs> It doesn't do anything, so I don't see... And if it's directing, well, then congratulations, you took a shitty kid actor and he became a shitty young adult actor. There's no directing. Kid was not good. So, and it's and I, it, they took a real chance with it because you have a, a 10-year-old and you're basically like, I hope this kid grows up into a good actor, and he'd he not. Didn't. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> um, uh... As much as I love Birdman, I might go to Grand Budapest Hotel because the directing and the quipping. Wes Anderson, man. Yeah, Wes Anderson between, I don't remember the kid's name, the kid who played Zero. He was fantastic, and and Mm -hmm. Ray Fiennes was there to have fun. And it was just, it was so much fun to watch them go. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with that. I I think I would go with that as well. That's a good, 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 good pick. I I feel bad because I did want to see Foxcatcher. I'm going to see it. I'm, I'm. Going to see that movie before the Oscars. Um, so, do you want do you want to take this this very weird animated feature film? Yeah, and, animated and how... feature film. It's the Lego Movie. It wins. <laughs> it wins. Done. Moving on. <laughs> the Lego Movie won, and I'm gonna be yelling that the entire time they're presenting it at the ceremony. 
<laughs> I'll just be yelling, congratulations, Lego movie, you <laughs> on your Oscar, <laughs> until they get off the stage and move on to the next category. Oh, um, I didn't see any of these, okay? I didn't see I, any of them. I'm on a quick, I mean, since it's the only one it's nominated for, I did not see Big Hero 6, and I'm a little surprised at myself, because usually I see the Disney movie in theaters when it comes out, but I just really didn't have much interest in this one. I, it's not that I didn't have interest in it. It just kind of showed up, and I think my life was busy. And the next thing you know, it was like, oh, it's out of theaters. I'm like, what? Yeah. I mean, is it I'm, out already? I don't know hmm. if it's out already, but it's just like one of those things where it's like, it's out. What do you mean it's out? I don't have time to see it. And then later, it was like, it's not here. Oh, and it's at like an eleven dollar theater, and I'm I'm trying not to spend money. So I it just it showed up. I didn't realize it, and now I think it's too late. I'll probably rent it, but yeah, I mean, I, I want to see it. But I can't. Mm-hmm. The box trolls, I uh, didn't see. I okay. The box trolls looked stupid. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it was, but it didn't look good anyway. But it's maybe um, because Coraline and Paranorman and those movies. It, good. it probably looks great, just like you know, visually. But how, plus, how... also, I think most of it was was stop motion, and if you do stop motion, people will eat that shit up at the academy. That's true. So, so maybe that will win. How to Train Your Dragon Two. I loved the first one. Didn't I didn't see, see the, the first second one. one. Um, I hear the second one's actually better than the first one. So that's oh something. my, that's that's I kind of want to see it now. I mean, I did. Yeah. I wanted to see it then, but then and then life happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, a song of the sea. Well, from what I'm looking at this poster, it's about penguins. I think those are seals. I'm not actually. Looking, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, I'm I'm waiting for it to come back. I thought it's, it was penguins, and now I'm waiting on the poster to scroll back. I'm on. There we go. Oh, those are seals. Okay. Well. <laughs> Uneducated. Nope, it's about penguins. Um, nope, it's about penguins. Song of the Sea is about penguins. It's there we go. Tale of Princess Kaguya. It's. <laughs> um, uh, it's. I think it's Japanese. So it's, it is. Um, it looks like it's about a doll. Um, too bad. Lego Movie One. Moving on. Lego Movie One. So sorry. Good. Good effort, everybody. GG. <laughs> GG. Um, actress in right. supporting role. Okay. Um, we'll go, we can, I think we can, for these ones, really from all the rest, we can just kind of go down the line and we'll talk about them each as we go. All right. Um, Trisha Arquette for Boyhood. I will say, uh, we've been touching on this through this whole podcast, but Boyhood was not my favorite movie of the year, but Patricia Arquette was probably one of the better parts. Um, I, I would say she was the only good part. Yeah. And I think she, I mean, I think she won the Golden Globe too so i feel like she's almost got this one in the bag um but yeah she's certainly everyone's been saying she's kind of the favorite and i'd be okay with her winning absolutely i've yeah. got no problem with that yeah um um up next laura is dern laura dern life. aka dr sattler from jurassic park <laughs> yep <laughs> didn't see the movie moving on Yep, uh, Kieran Knitley, you're in this. Kira Knitley for the imitation game. Um, um, I didn't see it. The guy at work I did, said, I, I, said she I, was great. I'm going to see this movie. I'm going to see this movie. Yeah. Um, said she was great. Um, which but, should be great because I haven't seen many amazing things from her yet in a while. So. Um, I mean, yeah. What was the last one? Atonement or something? Basically, yeah. No, oh, that was a while. Um. Ignorance. Okay, Emma, talk, Emma to me about, talk to me about Emma Stone in Birdhood. Uh, or Birdman. Yeah, Birdhood. Birdhood. <laughs> we're combining movies. Oh my god, a 13-year-old movie that doesn't like one shot <laughs> about a kid who was the original superhero. Shoot me in the face. <laughs> I'll watch it. That's three hours long. 
13 years. <laughs> 13 years long. It's one shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Emma Stone, I love the girl. I like her in just about everything. I loved her in Easy A. She was fantastic. But the problem with Birdman and her was that, like, if you look at some of the trivia, she had a hard time doing these long takes. She screwed up the most because apparently Ed Norton and Michael Keaton were keeping a tab on who would screw up the most. And she screwed up the most. And you could tell she wasn't really on her game. And no and at the same time, it, it's not her fault for that. It's it's also really tough when someone like Michael Keaton is so good in this movie that it it's really hard for anybody really to compete with him. And you can tell she's just not to that caliber yet. And okay. that's my only... She won't win. I, I would love for her to win because I think she's fantastic. But I love Emma Stone. But yeah, yeah sounds like she... This isn't her year. No, um, it isn't, and it, and it's too bad because Birdman. Is, what I love about Birdman is that it isn't. It didn't try to be an Oscar bait film and came out in the Oscars. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that later. Yep. And last but not least, we have Meryl Streep in Into the Woods. It Once is you're over a very. 40, you have to play a witch. <laughs> you know what's funny? I read this about her. She refused to to play witches for the longest time. Like she turned down all these witch roles. But she finally agreed to do this one. For, for um, Into the Woods. For Into the Woods. That was what she was holding out for. Holding out for a hero. Um, Too bad and I would say... <laughs> whoops. Um, I okay. would say Mer- Meryl was probably, of any of the actors in that movie, she was the one who was going to get this nomination. And it's not just because it's Meryl Streep. She actually did a pretty good job. Um, I'd say it was a very well-earned nomination, but they no way in hell she's winning. Yeah. Um, it's too good of a crowd for her to win. Um, plus, I feel like, and this is a little unfortunate, but it's true. I feel like with Meryl Streep, a lot of people are kind of getting sick of it. Like, we know you're going to be in the nominations at least. And it's not like she's, and she doesn't deserve them. I love me some Meryl Streep, but I, I mean, it's almost like it's it's like an Oscar cliche almost. Which yeah, is... it's like I'm a little shocked that, uh, you know, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis didn't do a movie just so he could get past actor again. Basically, yeah. I, it's like it's like he, he kind of makes those... He doesn't do very many movies, but when he does, he basically is like, I haven't gotten an Oscar in a little while. I'm going to make a movie. My shelf is being a little <laughs> light. I think I need to add another Oscar. Uh, give me a script. <laughs> What's that, Prometheus uh, 2? I'll act the hell out of it. I will act the hell out of it, and I will win an Oscar for Prometheus 2. Oh, that'll be the day. I would just enjoy that. So, so that's our supporting actresses. Um, Patricia so Arquette. Yep, I'd say. Oh, for our pick, I'd say Patricia Arquette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would love Emma Stone to win, but it, she wasn't up to caliber, and I feel yeah. really bad saying that because I think she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you want to take actor in supporting role? Yeah, actor in a supporting role. So, oh, I know my pick, but we're gonna go through these anyway. Um, we got Robert Duvall in The Judge, which I heard that movie was so so. I didn't see it. I, I also kind of hurt. I feel like he's probably one of those saving graces of it. Um, where yeah. it's like, if you're going to see it, watch out for Robert Duvall kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, I, I didn't see this one. I'm looking at his picture right now. He looks very stern and Robert Duvall-y, and I'm sure he was good. Yeah, he was, but, I love Robert Duvall, but I didn't see the movies. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm going to jump to uh, Ethan Hawke in Boyhood. I hate Ethan Hawke. <laughs> So you must have loved him in this movie, where he's just being... Yes, I loved, not, he, I loved watching okay. an hour and a half of fucking... Did he contribute anything to the movie? No. I don't know that he did. I Other than maybe more upset I, at the movie. 
I get, yeah, really, because I was thinking back, I was like, what did he do exactly? Nothing. He just showed up and was kind of, he was kind of that dad who wasn't there, but when he was there, he was kind of there, and then he he wasn't anymore, and then he got married again, and then he wasn't there again, and I didn't care. I I was much more interested in the kid's relationship with his mother than I was in anything about his father. So. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. No, he did no. not go away. No. So, talk to me about Ed Norton in Birdman. All right. Little known fact. I hate Ed Norton. I remember you said something about that. I, yeah, I right. hate Ed Norton to a, such the nth degree. <laughs> okay. I, I despise him. That being said, he plays a despisable character in Birdman, and therefore I love him in this movie. He was great. Okay. He plays this. I mean, it's cliche, but he's playing the I'm a New York actor who does Broadway and I'm fantastic in everything I do and he has such a pompous attitude about him and then and it, it shines through and there's this there's this hilarious moment where she he's he's consulting Keaton's character at a bar and he goes listen you just gotta nobody cares that you were Birdman nobody nobody cares you're in my city now and instantly these tourists come up like can we have a picture with you Mr. Birdman and it's and, and it just it, the joke worked because he is so full of himself and he's great in it because there's all this like he's a very complicated character in a weird because he's a method actor and it's eating away at his life and he doesn't like it anymore. And there's these very good touching moments with Emma Stone in him. But uh yeah, I, I actually liked him in this. He's not my pick, but I really liked him in it. And I Did they actually did they basically just say Ed Norton just kind of be an even douchier version of yourself? Go. Kind of. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the thing is it works and he is actually hilarious in it and if he wins me over in two more movies, I have to stop hating him because that's my rule. If you can, if you can make me like you in three movies, it doesn't matter when in your life. That's a very good rule of three. It's a rule of three. <laughs> I mean, uh, Robert Downey Jr. did it. Uh, Tom Cruise did it. So, yeah, I um, and I don't like them. <laughs> that's but, <laughs> but now I do because rule yep, of three. Because rule of three, and that's okay. That's that's very fair. Oh, hey, Bruce um, Banner got on here. Hey, Mark Ruffalo for Foxcatcher again. I gotta see this movie. Um, I heard he was great. I heard he was too. I heard Steve Carell steals it from what I've heard, but Mark Ruffalo is a very like close tie for like yeah, good. And, and I'm also shocked that Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum got shunned. He got shunned I, when everyone has said that, you know, for him playing these meathead roles, him coming out and giving a performance that's worthy of noting in in the world of Foxcatcher, which is a Steve Carell movie kind of thing, mm-hmm. kind of shocked he didn't get nom. Yeah, so I'd say Mark Ruffalo looks great. Um, it's, it, I'm sure it'll be great when I do see it. But that being said, here comes my pick, my fucking J.K. Simmons for Whiplash. I, I haven't seen it. It's my pick, too, because J.K. Simmons. And the one thing everybody has said, you, my other friends, and people who have seen yep. it, said, J.K. Simmons. He destroys in this role. And I've said this to you already, but he's it's basically him playing J. Jonah Jameson in a movie about drums. But it it's so much more than that. We'll talk about it when we get to like the best pictures, but it's his performance is just really, really, really amazing. Um, and he already, he's basically gonna win. Like, I feel like the, you start the ceremony and say, we got your Oscar for you, JK. Here you go. Um, just like uh, he, he won the golden globe. It's, he's the favorite pick from like everybody. It's, he's, he's got, he's, he's gonna win. Um, and it'll be where, very, very well deserved. If, so if he doesn't win, 
the only person I want to win is Ed Norton, and that's that says something. And that's that, insane. That kinda, just that saying that hurts right here in the cockles of my heart. <laughs> that's just your second region. choice for an Oscar is Ed Norton. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the top three, we're gonna take a quick break. It's a little ahead yeah. of schedule, but we don't want to get into it and then have to take the, a break. These top three, we're gonna be talking um, a, about, a lot about. Probably a lot about. Yeah. So, so. we'll be right back. Welcome back to Over a Couple of Drinks, 2015 podcast about Oscars. So it's an Oscar cast. We refilled our drinks. I'm currently drinking off-brand Dr. Pepper called Dr. Topper. Oh, yeah. Dollar for a two liter. Who cares? Yep. <laughs> what are you drinking, sir? Uh, Still coffee? I got more coffee. Yep. That's a nice mug. Probably not the best idea at 9 o'clock in, you know, in the evening, but that's nah, right. It's 10 o'clock here. I ain't judging. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got the last big three. You want to take a leading actress role, or what? I will take that. So, leading actress, we've got uh, Marion Cotillard for Two Days, One Night. Um, ignorance. I okay. This is welcome back to a couple of ignorant fucks talking about movies. <laughs> um, hey, we can't be more pretentious than the actual Oscars, so it's, it's this not, is it true. can't be that bad. Okay. So, um, I like me some Marion Cotillard. <laughs> I mean, I'll say that much. I didn't mm-hmm. see Two Days One Night. Um, but if she were to win, I'd probably be like, "Hey, cool, good for you. That's mm-hmm. awesome." Um, let's see. We got Felicity Jones in The Theory of Everything. Heard she was. Great. Um, I heard. Yeah. I heard, again, I heard that movie was awesome. It's a great love story that kind of goes down into a downward spiral of depression because of sickness. Mm-hmm. And she's great in it, apparently, and let's hope so, because what was the last thing we saw her in? Well, I don't know. I don't even... Uh, huh. I, I, don't, I don't know if I, if I remember what the last thing she was in. Oh, she was in The Amazing Spider-Man too. Oh, she's Black Cat. Well, except not Black Cat. Except not Black Cat, because Sony fucked her. But <laughs> Oh, and, <laughs> and she just landed the uh, in, in one of the Star Wars spinoffs. She landed a, a lead role. That's mm. exciting. That's right. Good for you, Felicity John. Yeah. I hope you win. Uh, yeah, I'd be cool with that. I'm not, I'm not picking you, but I hope you win. <laughs> I'm um, Julianne Moore from Still Alice. I'd never even heard of that movie. I heard um, it's an Oscar movie. Julianne Moore. Where, where do I it's, know you from? It's I'm, Julianne Moore. You don't know Julianne Moore? Come on now. I feel like I know her, but I'm like... I'm going to give you the worst movie ever. I'm going to tell you she's in Evolution. I love that movie. I didn't see that one. You um, haven't? It's literally Ghostbusters, except instead of ghosts, it's aliens. And instead of proton backs, they use shotguns. What? You're going to have to watch it. I have it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> That'll be something else that we do once I'm there. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, Julianne Moore's good, so... There's no one here who's bad. I mean, they all got no, nominated for lead actress. Everyone's so, like, great. That's I feel bad. Um, so I I just don't, I'm not educated about these movies. What is it? Um, Rosemond. Rose Ro, uh, Rosamund Pike, I think it is uh, for Gone Girl. She was great. I, um, I heard there's only one little hiccup with her, which is that her cool girl speech or whatever it doesn't seem like it fits in the movie because of her yeah, portrayal. Yeah. 
And I just yeah. to point out that remember she was in uh oh god, what was it? Die Another Day or a Bond? She was a Bond girl and she was in the Doom movie and now she's Oh in she totally was. Oh Jesus, yeah. And, and she was a and she was in the Doom movie, so I hope you win only because that's a great story. <laughs> I was in Doom once. <laughs> I, I was nah, in a I'm terrible video game adaptation of, you know, the grandfather of first-person shooters. And uh, <laughs> so can you. You can win an Oscar too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then last but not least, we have Reese Witherspoon for Wild, which I know nothing movie. about. And it's Reese Witherspoon trying to get an Oscar. It's kind of like when yep. Will, it's she like, really wants one. It's like when Will Smith shows up at the Oscars, you're like. I want to give you it to you, but no. <laughs> Leo Di- um, again, it's like Leo DiCaprio. He's never going to win it. for. A, he, he's not going to do it. No. It's not going to happen. Well, he had a good shot last year, but he was up against too many really, really strong choices. Who so. won last year? I don't know. Um, it was uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey. I make a bunch of rom-com movies, and now I win Oscars. What? Yep. Surprise. Um... I just looked up the Golden Globes, uh, and Julianne Moore won for that one. So I, I wouldn't be she... surprised if she wins. I wouldn't be surprised if Pike wins. Yeah, it's just how it rolls, you know. Felicity Jones either. I wouldn't be surprised if she won either. No, so. I mean a decent pile pick. Yeah, you know, is always always on there. Okay, so we can jump to ones that I'm more educated about. Still not super educated about, but actor in a leading role. We have Steve Carell, Foxcatcher. Bradley the Cooper. reason I want to see this movie. Bradley Cooper, American <laughs> Sniper. Uh, Dr. Benedict Cumberbund Strange, The Imitation Game. I will never say his name right, ever. I don't, I don't nope. really know. Michael Not Keaton once. for Birdman. And Eddie Redmayne for The Theory of Everything. Mm-hmm. If so... there was ever a category, because I hate the Oscars. I, I usually hate them. This list is too good. This is honestly too good of a list to pick one. Because um, Foxcatcher doesn't look like Steve Carell. Thank God Steve Carell doing a serious role. Looks yep. great. I love this intensity that he has for being a soft-spoken you know, person. Uh, again, biopic. Bradley Cooper, biopic. Uh, I, I saw the trailer for, for American Sniper when I saw Birdman. Okay, I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about this movie. I went, wow, that looks intense tense and yeah. he looks great in it and and what i'm told is he's the reason to watch it yeah. is bradley cooper nails it so and, and then you have uh banana patch. hammock crambly patch um, crambly patch yeah. uh as soon as i saw the trailer i wanted to see it and i was like oh man he's gonna win an oscar yeah. it, it... <sighs> what am i supposed to say here i mean he looks great <laughs> the movie got great reviews on him he's nominated mm-hmm. for an oscar but then you get to, and we'll leave it for last because it's the only one of all of them that I've seen. Eddie Redmayne for the Theory of Everything, who won the Golden Globe for Best Actor, um, and uh, he looks great. I mean, it's it's again, it's a biopic. It's an it's kind of an easy win, um, but it looks like he does. I I did not I was not familiar with Eddie Redmayne's work for a long time, so now I'm seeing more of his stuff, and I'm like, this guy this guy is really good. So yeah. I I I would be certainly happy if he won it. And then um, we have the one I'm rooting for. It's Michael Keaton. The mm-hmm. Birdman is a movie designed for him to explore the idea of a character 
and he does it so well. The movie follows him and his sort of descent into madness while trying to put this stage production show on that he wrote, produced, and is directing and leading and acting. And he 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 was the first superhero movie guy. Much like how he was. It, it, I mean, it's a reflection of him being Batman. It's, it's, I mean, it's so fun because he was Batman. And it's, it, it yeah. And, and again, I, I want to see it because it's, that aspect of it is really, really neat. And he's just at a totally different caliber to everybody else in the cast that makes it so great. I mean, the only person who kind of comes near to scratching him is Ed Norton. And you, you just, it's mind-blowing. Like, Birdman, when I got out, was like, wow. And again, I saw it after I knew it was on the Oscar list, but I heard about it beforehand, and I was just like, "Wow, that sounds great!" And it didn't—I mean, you, when you watch it now, you're like, "What the hell is Bill talking about? It's totally Oscar bait." But to me, it didn't reek Oscar bait, you know? No, the, none of these really do, except for like Theory of Everything and Imitation Game, and even those look good. So it's not like it looks like it's trying so hard to get an Oscar. Yeah, and that's something that makes this really hard for me to to judge because no no one's. No one's like, oh, you're clearly Oscar bait. Boyhood, 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 uh, boyhood, <laughs> boyhood. Uh. But I gotta go with Keaton. I mean, he was my Batman. He is my Batman. This is the idea of him falling out from the idea of Batman, but in this version, Birdman. It has this great message of a lot of things that just kind of caught you off guard because the, the, the picture they show is him walking down the street and the version of him as Birdman is following him, which is a fantastic scene that breaks the fourth wall and makes the audience feel guilty about stuff. And it's great. And it just, the whole movie from beginning to end is a Michael Keaton vehicle. And he won the Golden Globe for, what is it, comedy or whatever? Or was that something I believe he won for, uh, yeah, best in a comedy slash musical. But I can't be upset if he doesn't. I'll be upset if he doesn't win. But at the same time, all of these guys... It's and isn't that great that we have such a great like roster that it's not like no one like no one doesn't deserve to be there. Yeah, it's not everyone like, deserves to be here. It's not like oh Daniel Day Lewis is here and then a bunch of other schmucks to fill the rank. You know. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. and it's not like you're normal people either. It's, you don't really see these guys on the best actor role ever, mm-hmm. really. So I can see everybody winning, kind of thing. Yeah. But but I, I I want Michael Keaton to win. I would I would very much enjoy seeing him win. Yeah. And if the Oscars weren't so usually geared towards dramas, I would I would give it to him in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, just, but at the same time you have something like a uh, the the three actually four biopics, really, yeah. if you think about it. Imitation game based off of a true story. Uh they're true, all yeah. all of them except for Birdman are based on true stories. Which um some say might be harder, some might be easier, but I don't know. I just and, and in a way, you know, Birdman is based off of Michael Keaton being Batman and being forgotten about. Mm-hmm. But yep. I, get, I I want him to win so I can say, yeah, Michael Keaton won as Birdman for Best Actor. Yep. Uh, just the, uh, yeah, I've talked about it too much. I oh, but I, it, we'll talk some more about it in just a minute because we have, we're going to hit picture. Best Picture. Take it away, Mr. Birch. All right. Um, I think, like I said before, easiest way to do this is, uh, of course, just go down the list. Um, and I I have wish I'd seen more of these. I hopefully will in the next two weeks before the Oscars, and we're, so we're dating this podcast. Um, 
Uh, <laughs> I told everybody when we record. Yeah, now, now you know when we record these things. And how uh-huh. long it takes for us to get out and how long to put it up on <laughs> iTunes. Way to go. Behind the scenes right there. I'm going to drink my, my uh, soda. Um, the interesting thing about this year is that the Oscars are allowed to nominate, I believe it's up to 10 films. And last year, they went for like all of those 10 films. They did like, I think they did full 10. Um, and this year they, they went with eight, which is neat to me that they were trying to narrow it down more often. Um, and in a way, it kind of shows the cream of the crop in a way, you know? Yeah. And I mean, what a fucking crop. Look at this stuff. So we got American Sniper. I we don't, have, I don't think, yeah, it let's, win. let's just do each one. I don't American win. Sniper, I, I don't think it should win. I don't know that it's of the, of the bunch. It's not one of the ones where I'm like, yes, this movie should, I knew as soon as I saw the trailer. I'm like, this movie's going to be nominated for all kinds of shit. I, I don't think it should win. Um, I think it deserves its nomination, especially for Bradley Cooper, from what I understand, but I don't know that it should win. Yeah. Um, we got Birdman. Uh, I'm going I'm to I'm save my Birdman rant until we get through the list, honestly, because mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about maybe a couple of these to, 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 like a, to a bigger talk, big... so we're just going to go over it. Um, let's see, we got Boyhood. Oscar bait. <laughs> we have Grand Budapest. <clears throat> we have The Imitation Game. Yep. We have Selma, which appears on these lists surprisingly few times. I think this is like its second or third time it's been on here. And, and um, the only thing I really know about it, other than it's telling the a different side to the Martin Luther King Jr. story, is that it it puts a different light on on MLK Jr. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's great. I'm not gonna go see it because I've had enough white guilt in my life. <laughs> not to sound too racist, but I mean, no, 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 no. Uh, I, I, I will, I will eventually see it. I, I, I just when I go see a movie, I want to have some type of enjoyment out of it, and and that movie does not look like it would be enjoyable for me to watch because it looks like it's a very powerful film. I will watch it it's, in the comfort of I, my own home. That's where, that's where I watched. I, I refused to go to the theater and watch Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, because I didn't care to share that kind of experience with a whole bunch of different strangers in the blackened room. Yeah, so, um, so it's, and it worked. And be, because I watched that movie by myself in the comfort of my own home, I enjoyed it immensely more. If "enjoy" is the right word um, for a movie that that hard to watch, um, I I appreciated it more, very much more than I would have in a theater. And I think that's the same way I'll watch Selma. Yeah, um, and that's that's my thing. I don't want. It needs. It has to be a personal experience for me, and I just don't get that in 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 a theater with a bunch of people I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can guarantee me that nobody's gonna go see it, and I'm gonna be there by myself, I will gladly see it on the big screen, kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, theory of everything. Theory of everything, and we have Whiplash. Whiplash. Now, so let's. You want to knock out the ones we didn't see? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, imitation game. I won't be surprised if it wins or loses. Just cause. Yeah. I mean. I can't well, talk about I, it, you know. I don't. I don't know anything about it. I wanted to see it. The trailer, and I and I, I intend to as much as I can. Um, it's. I mean, it's about the breaking the Enigma code from World War II, and yeah. a study about the guy who does it, and yeah, it, everything I want it to be. But I didn't see it. Everything. Everything fits. It would be a good, safe movie to win. I'd be okay with it. Um, Same with so. American. I mean, American Sniper. I'd be a little upset if it wins. I would be too because you'd be you'd be jumping over a lot of really strong films if you were picking that yeah. one. And I feel like it, it got the nomination. It deserved the nomination. It doesn't deserve the win compared to the rest of the titans that are on this list. 
Yeah, and you got to give it. I mean, getting nominated for a best picture is a big deal. That's yeah. a good thing. It's not like it. Like none of these will lose if they don't get the Oscar. They, no. they you get to be nominated for best picture of the year. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, um we we covered Selma. Selma, yeah. Feel about it. Theory of Everything. I heard it's a great romantic. Film. I. That's another movie I gotta see. Um, I I know that I, it was one that I was like I could also see myself making this one of those movies where I will pick it up when it's out and I will watch it in my house and I will enjoy it like that. Yeah, um, and, and it might be one of easily become one of my favorite films of the year kind of thing. But I just I ran out of time and I also feel like it'd be something I would enjoy on my couch watching and devouring devouring. So, yep. so uh, there's the four that we didn't see. Um, so now we can talk about the four that we did. Um, which one would you like to start with? I don't know. Um, you want to get Whiplash out of the way? Let's get oh, with, I'll, yeah. Let's get Whiplash out of the way. Okay. I've mentioned this before in this podcast. I did see, I saw Whiplash for the first time last night, and it was an experience. It was a real, real good experience. Um, it, Miles Teller, who is slowly becoming much more on my radar, is, uh, very, very good. Um, as we've talked about, J.K. Simmons just steals it. But the really amazing thing about the movie, for me, it's it's one thing to watch it. it it's about, you know, it's about, I mean, I can just talk about it, like, for the yeah, just, general audience. Yeah. Um, the movie's about this this young guy. He's 19 years old, and he gets into uh, Schaefer, uh, I believe it's called, Shafford, maybe, um, which is the most prestigious music school in the entire country. And he gets in. Uh, it's his first year, and he is in there for drums. And he gets noticed by the head of the program of like this. Um, he's one of the professors at the school, and it's J.K. Simmons, and he's the head of like this jazz band that he kind of picks the cream of the crop from all the different instrumentalists, and he puts them together to make this band. And he invites uh, Miles Teller's character to come and be one of the drummers, and he is just the most ruthless tough as nails guy and he does he like throws a chair at miles teller's head once um he at one point he's like screaming to him about the tempo that he's playing at and he just really miles teller starts to andrew that's the character's name andrew starts to um kind of abandon his humanity for the sake of he wants to be the best drummer that's ever been and he he keeps on coming back from this basically abuse that he's getting from J.K. Simmons, and he, and he wants to make himself even better because of it. And the really awesome thing about the movie is that I, there were times when it's certainly making some statements, and some of which you can't help but agree with, but you also hate that you're agreeing with them. Like, it really makes you think how much is... When you're pushing someone to go beyond their, their boundaries that they've set for themselves to be great, how far is too far? Like, and, 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 uh, can you justify basically being just a monster if it creates greatness from somebody? And there were times when I loved the protagonist and there were times when I fucking hated the protagonist, what he was choosing to do. And there were times when I fucking loved JK Simmons and I was like, you know what? Yeah, he's really, he's, he's just, he's making this work. He's because of this, he's doing what he's got to do to make some, an artist out of, out of just some kid. And there were times when I'm like, holy shit, this man should be in jail. And it was, it's a really, really strong movie. I don't, I don't think it's going to win. I think there are other ones that, it, it, the real, one of the biggest things is that it did not get noticed very much, um, which was unfortunate. I hadn't even heard of it until it got nominated. Um, it didn't get a very big box office draw. It was a low-budget movie. 
that not a whole lot of people went to see. But my God, is it a good movie. And I hope that at the very least, since it's been nominated, more people will see it and appreciate it and enjoy it. So that's my spiel. Uh, Grand Budapest? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I keep on implying I've seen it. I've only seen the second half. Um, oh, it was man. on TV. Yeah. Um, it was, and I, I, what I saw made me laugh my ass off. It, um, it's, it's a Wes Anderson film. Okay. You yeah. know exactly what you're going in for. A unique style, a unique way of telling it, and a lot of really fast quips. What mm. makes it stand out the most to me is that Ray Fiennes is there to have fun. And he has so much fun with the mm-hmm. role. And he's he's just over the top, and then like the cameos. I mean, it's it's Wes Anderson, and you know the the cameos that are coming. But like, I was surprised on Jeff Goldblum showing up and then sticking around for a bit, um, mm-hmm. and being great. I mean, though he doesn't say a single word of dialogue, Willem Dafoe is just fantastic in it. Adrian Brody is great as this literal version of um, uh, what is it? Snidely Whiplash? Is that the Snidely Whiplash? Yeah. yeah, he literally it's, looks like it's him. A and powerhouse cast. I kept being shocked by seeing how many people were just just giant names popping up in this movie. And it was great. It was it was great from pretty much beginning to all the way almost to the end. The end just kind of abruptly stopped, which kind of left a little sour taste in my mouth because I wanted a better ending. But no, it was just like, and it's done, and it's done, and it's done. And that was it. That's my only real complaint with it is that it's just kind of done. At the same time, I don't think it's going to win because it doesn't have that uh, that, that feel towards best picture yeah and I, I i've said this already but it's like we all know it's always been the academy has always been much more drawn to dramas yeah um and, and, and the fact that a really good comedy got nominated is amazing enough <laughs> so two of them two of, yes and mm-hmm. it just that's the thing like i don't i would love for it to win i really would i wouldn't be upset that if it if for the you know the one that i want to win if Grand Budapest beats it out. I'll be like, yeah, no, that's great. This movie's fantastic. I will probably buy it when it comes out, which is like the highest thing I can say about it. Is like if if I go out and buy a movie still, like actually get the physical copy, that says something about it to me. And this is up there because it was just so much fun to watch because of the the interaction between I gotta look up that kid's name because he was his his chemistry with Ray Vines was just so good. Mm-hmm. Kid's and, got a career ahead of him. Yeah, he like, does. I'm I'm hoping for for great things out of him um and i want to give him his due where is it is he not even in the top five? Oh my god uh this kid carried it he's not even i don't think he was in the top billing no i feel like there were so many other names that they wanted to get out like hey these guys are in this movie that they didn't yeah tony revolori kid keep it up you're awesome he was he's in he was in some other stuff too good Keep it up. He was your dry delivery on so many lines made it work compared to the flamboyancy of Ray Fiennes, which I'm a little shocked mm. Ray Fiennes didn't get a nod for lead actor. But then again, yeah, I was a little surprised by that too. You, you look at who's there; he wouldn't have a chance in hell. But I'm just saying, but it'd be cool if he got nominated. Yeah, he was he was fantastic. He was the driving force of that whole movie, and it showed. And he was having so much fun with it, and it it made the movie more enjoyable because of it. Mm. So, do you want to um, go with the one I want to win, or the one that will probably win? Because no, life let's is let's go with the let's go with that one. Um, so we both saw this one. I, I saw the part only of it. Because okay, I turned so, it off. Yeah. Um, I saw about 
85% of it. And finally I said, this movie is going to last the rest of my fucking life. It, it, it just keeps going. Um, boyhood. Boyhood. So this was, I heard about this movie so goddamn much. It, it was everybody just saying, it's um, the best movie of the year. Easily, everyone was saying easily it was going to sweep the Golden Globes and the Oscars. And I was like, okay, I got to look into this movie. And I looked into it, and it's, it definitely caught my attention. It definitely did, because it's a very, as anyone who hasn't seen it, it's, it was filmed over the course of 12, 13 years. Um, and it's not the first time that's been done, um, but whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, it, real, real it, quick, it, 12, it, 12 years ago was 2003, right? Yes. So, just so you know... Oh. Birch is lagging out. You're lagging out. You okay? I think they started filming in 2002. Yeah. All right. You alright? You there? Yeah, I'm yeah. good. Alright, we had a little, little, little hiccup there. So 2003, <laughs> it, it started filming. So that, just yeah. so you, you I think they that. started filming in 2002, I think. Okay, so when that, they started. that was yeah. when, when the two towers came out. Mm. 2003 was Return of the King. Return of the King came out. Okay, this was. It's around the same time Attack of the Clones came out, okay? 2002, yeah, that was Attack so, of the Clones. So, that's how long this movie has been being filmed. And they literally, what they would do is the director and the actors would show up for like, and then they would film every year, and then they'd say, all right, same time next year. And that's what this kid has been fucking doing his entire childhood. Yeah, well, and you kind of broke up again. Just turn, Did I? turn off your camera. We don't okay. need that. I was going off. All right. Okay, so, so, um, so again, you were saying how they filmed. Yeah. He um he uh went back and oh uh, yeah. So the, the director and all the actors would get together every like every year for like a week, maybe two, and they would shoot the scenes for that year of the movie, and then they'd say, "All right, same time next year," and that's how this kid spent his entire fucking childhood. That's terrible. And <laughs> um and then that's it it's it's it i don't think it's making any kind of big statement i don't think it's it's trying it's it's interesting that's the best i can give it it's an interesting movie because it's watching the same actors grow up and they all suck when they get older yeah, and, and the um, problem is it doesn't do anything with the the time it has it's like over three hours, and mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's a long fucking movie. It doesn't and it do feels... anything. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't. It doesn't try to tell you anything. It doesn't try to do anything. And I guess you can make the the point that it's this kid growing up, and the point of life is that there isn't really a point until you find it. But I paid money to see a movie. <laughs> Movies are stories that are willing to tell. Stories are. If you made a movie, you have a story to tell. It doesn't matter if it's a good story or a bad story. There's a point to be told, and there isn't a point to boyhood at all, other than we made a movie for 12 years. It's yeah. I, I think I turned it off when the same plot line came up twice and went, yeah. no, we're done. And it and the funny thing is, did you hit when it happened the third time? It happens a third time? It happens a third time. Oh, um, God. Did you hit when uh, that really nice dude that the, the Patricia Arquette starts dating um, after she she gets divorced from the professor husband guy? 
Yeah. Well, eventually, what's that? Yeah, yeah. Eventually, that guy turns into an asshole, and she leaves him. So they they do the same story three times. So you got Ethan Hawke, but she's left before the movie starts. You've got the professor asshole guy who abuses her, and you've got the other guy who seemed like a really nice dude who all of a sudden turns into a piece of shit and abuses both of them. And then they leave, and she just keeps leaving them. Nothing gets exciting. Um, nothing really changes. They're just like, all right, we're moving on now, and they don't even talk about it. Yeah, that. I, there's a clip that I think uh, Red Letter Media beat to death with the idea that the director going, "Oh yeah, it took 12 years to ha- to make," and everyone goes, "Well, what happens in it?" No, nothing really. And that that that's my problem <laughs> with this movie. That if there's an Oscar bait movie, it's that, and that's everything I hate about the Oscars is that stuff like that is made. Because you didn't, you spend three hours telling me nothing. You have just yep. wasted three hours of my life, and you wasted. You, you showed a me a guy, a kid growing up, and, and he that's was, it. He was a piss poor child actor, and he turned into a piss poor young adult actor who kind of yep. takes like take. You can clearly tell he starts to take over the movie at the end by steering it in directions that I heard. Yeah. Oh. Well, when he when he hits high school, I was about to like punch myself through the face so i had couldn't watch anymore because it gets he he starts experimenting with like weed and he starts just doing all this different shit and and his mom's like well you shouldn't do that and he he just kind of starts falling out and he doesn't really he can't find himself and i was like man i went through high school i don't fucking care anymore about this unless you're like i don't and i i don't the only thing i can think of they were trying to do was say like Sometimes shit happens and you have to move on and life will get better. And that's not that's not worth a three hour movie. No, absolutely not. Not for a project of that kind of undertaking. If you're gonna use twelve years of your fucking life to make a movie. No. It, why'd you no. go with this? Yeah, it just it was pretentious and I hated it. And mm-hmm. I, I couldn't finish it. One um, day I might try watching it again, but it's not gonna be for a while. No. Uh, should we take another break and come back for Birdman, or do we should we just keep going? I say we just hammer it out and finish up. So what? I wanted to see Birdman because of Michael Keaton. All right, I saw the trailer for it. I literally went. I have no idea what this movie's about, and it looks awesome. I legitimately thought it was about Harvey Birdman. Yeah, when I first heard it, I was like, "Oh, they're making a Harvey Birdman." And then I saw the trailer for it. I'm like, I don't understand a single this thing. Is... But Michael Keaton's in it. I gotta be there. I saw it. It's a twisted, dark comedy. And at first, you don't really know that it's a comedy. It's that kind of dark comedy. It didn't feel like a comedy when I watched the trailers. I was like, this is this got nominated for Best Comedy at the Golden Globes. Is, is, this, is this funny? It's, it's hilarious. But it's twisted, and it's dark, and it's just... You just eat it up. And you, you're like, I shouldn't... And, and the thing is, the, the idea is that he was this character Birdman who kind of kickstarted the superhero movies. And now, now he's left in the dust because he didn't do the fourth Birdman. And, and he's, he's either going crazy or he got actual superpowers. It's never, never said there's this event that happens where he tries to kill himself. And every time he gets a flashback, there's a meteor happening. And now he's either insane because a voice is talking to him. That is the voice of Birdman. Or mm-hmm. he has actual superpowers to levitate things. It's never explained. And it's great because it's left open. 
and and uh, he's putting on this stage show of uh, an adaptation of a book he read, and that kind of made him get into acting. And the only reason why he got the stra- this this stage show on Broadway is because he was a, a big superstar, and everybody in New York kind of finds kind of hates that because they're they're mm-hmm. better caliber, and you're just a blockbuster man. And he's struggling with it, and uh, one of the actors who was just terrible ends up getting injured, so he has to find a new person. And it's Ed Norton, and Ed Norton is the the pretentious New York actor, which you know New York actors, if you're listening. Sorry, but you know that's the attitude you get. Same way, like LA actors are just, oh, you're, you're the show. You don't do anything. You're not really mm-hmm. acting, and that brings that comes up a lot in it. And it's, and and it's him, it's Michael Keaton slowly realizing that he is, he's out of his depth. He 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 he's underwater. He's he can't do this. He's freaking out, and and it's just his slow descent into madness and and. uh uh, just darkness as he's trying to grasp this and also trying to make sure that his daughter's okay, played by Emma Stone, who, who because of her, her dad being a big movie star, kind of grew up on drugs, and she's trying to get over that. And she's just this really oddball character, and it's just, there's a great cast of characters, everything happens real fast, and again, when I was watching it, I just went, this is still one take. I mean, I can see maybe where they, they, they cut it and started filming again, but it doesn't look that way mm-hmm. from not the exact beginning, but for about 98% of the film is meant to look like one continuous shot. Which is amazing. And, <laughs> I mean, there is one scene where like he goes down cause it all takes place the first three nights, the preview nights of the show. And then the last night is opening night of the show. And like he goes down to go do the show and, the, and you can hear everything going on on stage. But the camera is just focusing on this random hallway upstairs where they're all getting dressed and there's just a fan blowing or like a vent blowing. And it's there for about two minutes and while this drum beat is going. And you're just kind of like, thank God for this film. <laughs> you just you did this. Thank God. They filmed it in less than a month, apparently. Mm-hmm. And it did something I haven't seen before in movies, which is do this continuous shot, tell this very powerful story. And boyhood can't do that in twelve years, huh? That's my problem. Okay, I want Birdman to win. It may not. It suffers a little bit from the supporting cast because, again, it's not about them. It's about Michael Keaton's character mm-hmm. and and his descent into madness. As you don't know if he actually has psychic powers to levitate and 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 fly and talking to you know this this version that you think is manifesting from the poster of Birdman three that he has up on his wall or his brain or whatever. And it just, it's twisted and it's dark and it's just like the best piece of cake you've ever eaten. You feel mm. a little guilty for what, for eating it, but at the same time you're going to go, yeah, I needed that. I needed that real bad. <laughs> um, oh, that sounds good. It, it's, it's great. Like I said, you might be a little disappointed with the supporting cast, but when you think back to it and you're going to go, no, Michael Keaton. Michael but, Keaton. But Michael Keaton is so good that it's he. It's like it doesn't matter. It's still it, great. It doesn't matter. It's great. And, and apparently, the one scene that was in the trailer where he looks like he's gonna jump off the building, mm-hmm. and and some random lady goes, "Is this for real or for a movie?" And he goes, "For a movie." And she goes, "You people suck," or something like that. <laughs> that was not scripted. That actually happened. That was that, that was, was that, that's just some person. That's some person. Fuck, that's awesome. Yep. 
It's it's like you people suck. I don't remember what she says, but it's something like that. And that movie is just so good because of it. I don't know. It's just it, it, you can see where it's going right away because the movie story and his story reflects the story that's happening in the stage show. So yeah. you kind of you by saying that there's kind of a spoiler when you watch it, but it's even though I, I figured it out right away, I was just like, no, I, I have to see it. It doesn't matter what the ending is. It's the journey that gets you there through this character. Mm. And and the scene that has, shows him being followed by Birdman just kind of gut punches you for, for, for an audience member because it's so true. It's a great looking shot from what I saw. Yeah, because there's just one point where, where he's he, the guy, who's, uh, I think it's Michael Keaton in the suit. I, I believe it is. I don't know 100% because it's you, all you see is literally his chin. And he's flying in front of the camera and he goes... You know, this is this is what what the audience wants. This is you know, billion dollars made in twenty seconds of being it open, and it's all about explosions and action. They're gonna eat it up. They don't want this this uh, character drama crap. They want action, and you kind of go, it's so true, it's so true. And and like him watching TV and saying that you know. There's a report of Robert Downey Jr. getting any role he wants because he's Iron Man, and it, you kind of you kind of get this feeling that yeah, that's kind of how Michael Keaton probably feels is that you know he was Batman for mm-hmm. two movies, and you're like oh, but, but Batman '89 and Batman Returns isn't even the best Batman. No, shut up. Okay, they were great. Yeah, first of all, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. but... I'm sorry. There's, there's there's a reason why when I think when I think Bruce Wayne, I think Michael Keaton, not Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Is because he's fantastic in it. He gave me a different version of it, and and in a way, it's kind of like you know, this is what his life is. I mean, not to the to this degree of of depression or anything, but it it's so unique from a movie standpoint to be called Birdman, to have almost nothing to really do with superhero movies, other than he was a superhero actor who's now trying to to. For his own self-meaning to see if he is actually an actor. Does he have the chops to be on stage? Can he call himself an actor? It's powerful. It's just great. I I love it. I want it to win. Only because then I can say, Birdman, best picture winner. Eat it. I think it's got a legitimate chance. I'm not just saying that. Uh, and to be fair, I... If Birdman doesn't win, I would love Grand Budapest or Selma, even though I haven't seen it, or The Theory of Everything, or Whiplash, or The Imitation Game. I'd be okay with any of those winning. American Sniper, it's a Bradley Cooper movie. I wouldn't be upset if Bradley Cooper won Best Actor. Though I don't want him to, I want Michael Keaton to win it all. I wouldn't be surprised. Just anything except Boyhood. Mm-hmm. Because it's just 12 years, just, and you didn't please. do anything with it. Just please don't. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that's the Oscars. Yep. And can't wait to... I'll be, I'm excited to check out the ceremony and see how uh, how this all you know, pans out. So Yeah. I guess. <laughs> and like a, like a long Oscar speech that's gone on too long, we are being played off right now. Yep, it is the in, orchestra. In post-editing. Because... Fuck you, that's fine. <laughs> yep. Fuck, man, I just checked the Golden Globes. Boyhood, Beat, Imitation Game, Foxcatcher, Selma, and Theory of Everything. 
Don't. It beat all those for best drama. Help it's gonna us be a dark time. Help us, <laughs> Birdman. You're our only hope. It's gonna. Oh, I didn't. I thought Birdman won best comedy. Budapest won. Birdman and Budapest. It's the tag team match of the century. Yep. Bring down. They're Boy going Man. all the way. Bring it down. <laughs> Bring it down. The fucker into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If, if into the woods. No, you know what's going to win Best Picture? Lego Movie. Drop the money. Lego Movie. <laughs> Lego Movie won. Congratulations, Lego Movie. You're the best movie of the year. <laughs> Can't put a sequel to win the next Oscar. Oh, my God. All right. I guess we're done. We're uh, still lining yep. up next week. We're either going to get uh, a good friend of ours on who has an amazing voice. Oh, just wait, guys. Or, or uh, a good friend of ours who could probably talk for hours and is who was voted, like, Best comedic person in our college a couple of years. Great girl. We'll see. We're still lining things up. Uh, our original one fell through. So, uh, thank you for tuning in to Over a Couple of Drinks. As always, I'm Bill Henning. And I'm Chris Birch. And we'll talk to you later. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah. I haven't really watched that.